Hello, Latinos in Clinical Research. Welcome back to another episode of our series, Career Pathways in Clinical Research. It's actually very important to showcase different career pathways, and we, we actually encourage other people who want to come on and get interviewed. If you have like an interesting pathway or maybe just one you think is interesting that others can emulate, uh, we're happy to interview you. So today we've got one of our very own co-founders, mm-hmm. the, the most Latino of all of us, Chris <laughs> Sauber. As you can tell by the name, he's um, uh, the my partner for DSCS CRO, our consulting services for the sites, a bunch of sites that we own, um, CRA Academy, Academy, CRC Academy, and Latino in the Clinical Research, and Clinical Research Circle, where we are all social investors. And ask us, if you want to learn what that is, subscribe to the Clinical Research Circle YouTube channel right now. Like, comment, subscribe, share. We're actually up to a lot of good, cool things on there. So Chris has an interesting background because unlike all of us, I think Judy also, um, Chris never had any plans to be a doctor. You know, we all, all the rest of us were all like medical school dropouts or pre-med dropouts. Chris never. Chris came out of right field. He's a, he was a very good uh, amateur baseball player, semi-pro baseball player. Okay, you're exaggerating quite a bit, but okay. <laughs> he's a very good uh, amateur poker player background as well. But what was your major in college? You come from like computer Computer background. systems software, yeah. Computer software. No, uh, computer yeah. system software, yeah. yes. So what is that? Like that's, um, how did it's, you... It's a cheap man's computer science. So let's go back to <laughs> college. Let's go back to college. And then let's go like when you graduated college, what was your first job? And we'll like lead up to your foray into clinical research. Because I still remember the day I met you. And uh, we can save that story, I guess, for this episode later. But let's give people a taste of like your background. Sure. So um, again, just to save uh, explaining the difference, because there really isn't a difference. So I went to a satellite uh, school. So I went to the University of Washington. They opened up a satellite campus. Um, So I went to that campus. And in order to... Uh, qualified to get into the computer science program at, at the main campus, you had to have close to, a, it was like a 3.8, which I didn't have. Um, I had like a 3.3 three or something like that was my average. So that qualified me for the satellite campus, right? So that's where I went. <laughs> okay. That's um, still better than my GPA. I was like 2.5 in college. Well, that's out of uh, high school. And then I had, after high school, I had to increase my GPA. So I, ah, I went to I a see. community college to raise GPA. Um, anyhow, so um, did not like my senior year at all of, of college. Uh, it was rough too. I had all kinds of things going on. Um, but anyhow, my senior year of college uh, had a lot of personal problems, uh, uh, divorce and things of that nature. I was married at the time. Um, and I'm not going to go into that background. Dan, you're aware of it. Um, anyhow, so <laughs> it's career pathway. It's career pathway, but yeah, I understand. Sure. we'll sure. divert from that topic. Yeah. So anyhow, um, and I struggled through my senior year. Uh, I 
and I really wasn't very good at it, um, what I was doing. So uh, when I finished, um, my first job had nothing to do out of, because uh, I, I went to college older. I was a little older. I started at 26 is when I went. So um, see, I don't like getting into my personal stuff, but anyhow, um, <laughs> when I was younger, I wanted to be a police officer. Dan, you're aware of this as well. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. That's yeah. right. So um, thank God that's not what I became. It's <laughs> awful today, but. You picked the uh, right profession because you're in sure. the, you know, with Latinos in clinical research, you're on the side that society uh, values, unfortunately, police. Well, certainly I mean, more now. That could have gone a different pathway <laughs> back then. Uh, yeah, but, well, he's kind of a police uh, in research. He's like the police <laughs> of our uh, <laughs> ventures, yes. Chris yeah. is a very conservative. The, when I partnered with him, well, we'll lead into that, but I partnered with him specifically because I knew where my weaknesses were, and we almost complement each other like perfectly uh, in that sense. So I knew like if I'm going to go big with this business, I can't do it on my own, and I needed a partner with someone like Chris. Chris was right there. I was working with him forever with the sites, and I saw mm-hmm. the way he's doing budgets and like really maps out everything. He's an Excel junkie. About uh, that, I forgot but yeah. about Yeah, he could like program things with Excel. Yeah, he could like program things on Excel. I don't even know how to enter numbers in there. You know how to program things. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. his IT background too. <laughs> Makes sense. It's it's helpful. Helpful. So good thing, good thing, no police. All right. Sure. So, um, and what really upset me about that and the reason I never became a police officer was uh, at least where I was living at the time, they did not allow type one, I'm type one diabetic. They did not allow type diabetics. So uh, all the departments. So, mm. and I found that out the first time when I was getting very close to being hired and then they found out and they said, well, unfortunately we don't hire type one. So very dis- uh, disturbing and, and changed the plans of my life. But anyhow, yeah. went back to school, uh, pursued, um, the computer system software degree, um, a little bit older. I was again, 26 when I started, um, had to raise my GPA cause my GPA wasn't even great out of getting the degree for law. Um, so I had to raise my GPA to be able to qualify to get into that. Um, then as I had previously mentioned, I uh, went through a divorce my senior year, didn't do that great. My senior year got through it. Uh, but didn't like what I was doing. So first uh, job out of that was actually a business to business sales job. Um, and I stayed there for oh, quite B2B, a while. B2B sales. Yeah. Stayed there for quite a while. Um, took a vacation to California back in 2006. Um, right as well, I don't know if the economic disaster was starting then or not. I think it was more 2007. But anyhow, yeah, yeah. Came, uh, 2006, came down to California, loved it. We came down here from Washington State in, in October, November. And when we left up there, it was pouring rain. It was 38 degrees. You know, we're all bundled up for, for that weather. We get off the plane in California. It's like 7 o'clock at night and it's 80 degrees, right? basically stripped down because you're wearing coats um, and loved it. So uh, I have relatives that live in California 
and uh, we went to dinner one night with them, and uh, we were complaining about the weather in Washington, how beautiful it was here in California. And at the time, my uncle uh, was employed at a uh, large company, uh, and he said that he could onboard me there if ever I wanted to move to California, no problems, he could give me any position I wanted. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, what do you make in, in Washington? I told him, and he's like, yeah, I could pay you more than that, right? All I got to do is move down. So went back up, talked about it for a while with my wife, kids, um, said, we're tired of rusting, right? In Washington state, just rains all the time. <laughs> um, so we sold our house um, and we moved to California. And on the way down, and this is during the economic disaster, right? This was 2000, 2008, early 2008, I think. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh on the way down so we you hauled it down right took us about a week to get from washington to california because i had little kids um during that week my uncle was fired from his job no way <laughs> yeah. wow. so economic disaster right <laughs> oh, wow. nobody's hiring and i have no job wow and right? california wow. And Cal- moving to california right so needless to say, that put a lot of uh, stress on, on my relationship with my current wife, who I'm still married to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well for a while, let me tell you. So, uh, wow. Um, Did you, because spin- you're a cool, I've never asked you this, but I've never really seen you panic uh, or get, yeah, you know, were you uh, panicking? Not at first, but when I couldn't find a job, and that had never been a problem. And I started getting a little worried. Like how long did it take till you started getting worried? So I finally had to take a job. I just did not want, right. Cause we were just, we had, we came down with, after selling our house, we came down with about 200,000, right. Within six months, it was a hundred. Right. Cause nobody was working. <laughs> wow. And, um, that might be an exaggeration. It was probably a little more than that, but, I don't remember exactly, but it, we had blown through a lot of money in a mm. short period of time. Mm. Um, and so I finally just had to take anything I could find. Uh, and it was a position I just did not care for. It was a different kind of sales that I don't care for. Um, it was B2C. I don't care for B2C sales, right? It's um, hard. B2C is hard. Yeah, but thankfully it was a manager position. I, but I still don't like that. It's like uh, I just have never cared for that. Um, Anyhow, so, and I, trust me, I tried everything. It was just the time, right? It was 20% unemployment or 25% unemployment was bad in back California. Then. Yeah, it, I think it was worse then than it is now as far as finding employment. Now we're in a time yeah. where people don't want to work, uh, <laughs> but there's yep. plenty of jobs. Uh, exactly. Okay, so that was a time where, because uh, that's kind of when I got started in research, that was a time where people were looking for work and couldn't find any work. Exactly. So, um I worked there for a while and I took on a second job um, while I continued working there. And I met somebody that you and I both know, Dan. Yep. Um, and he introduced me to you, to you in a roundabout way. It was a good patient recruiter that introduced yeah. us. Yep. Um, and uh, maybe it'd be better coming from you, but uh, the first time Dan and I met. Oh um... yeah. The first time we met. <laughs> Cause we had, I opened, I had a clinic in Anaheim. <laughs> I had a clinic in Anaheim. This patient recruiter 
that I've got to know over the years. We opened a clinic in San Bernardino, which we now Chris and I still own it uh, to this day. We changed the company name a few times, but it's still there. Uh, he purchased he wasn't the building a, too. Yeah, we purchased the building. He was he was not a good coordinator. This patient recruiter, like, there's no way he was going to be able to focus and be a coordinator. So, and he knew that. So he was like, you know what? I like, I know this guy. So I came up there for a site selection visit to make sure that we would get the study. And uh, Chris was there and we did the SSV. Uh, Chris didn't really say anything um, because he was research naive and we were trying to like, yeah, completely naive. And before the SSV, (laughs) I was telling him, Hey, I don't know who you are, but like, I'll just talk, just like sit there and shake your head or something. I didn't even know who he was. And then um, the SSV was over. I think we got the study or they, it went well. We did. And then, and then I wanted to leave. I wanted to get out of there because I wanted to come back and not be in traffic. And that San Bernardino clinic was like a stepchild. Like you just go there when I have to and then just get out of there. And then Chris, as I was leaving, Chris came up to me and said, I can't remember exactly how you said it. I know those words. But he said, uh, (laughs) hey, just to let you know, and mind you, we exchanged like like two words this whole time. (laughs) He comes up to me and says, hey, mind you, I just want to let you know I've never failed at anything in my life. That's not, that's not exactly <laughs> what I said. That's not exactly what I said. It's close. That's how I remembered it. What anything I've put my mind to, anything that I put real effort into, I've never failed, which is oh, true. Okay, I okay. still believe that to be true. Well, the way I interpreted it was the way I said it. And I was like, okay. I don't even remember what I said. I was like, all right. And then I you just kind of. You kind of smiled. You, you kind of smiled and you said, okay, well, that's good to know. Like, you didn't know what to say. <laughs> You're like, I gotta go. Thanks, yeah, Thanks for I the left. reassurance. I left, but that, that stuck with me. And then the recruiter who I drove with, he's like, yeah, you know, he's a good dude. Trust me. So I was like, all right. I mean, I like his confidence, but who says that? He's either cocky <laughs> or confident. And I was like, all right, I don't really care at this point. We need somebody because I'm not going to do it. So we hired Chris and he learned like quickly. I mean, how did you learn, Chris? You learned. I didn't train you. Did no, I train no, you? I didn't train uh, you. Nobody trained me. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> one of the CREs trained me, really. I think I, like, monitored <laughs> you. As a study coordinator, I tried to monitor your study once, like, to prep yeah, you, you came, for you a real out, monitor visit. Yeah, you came up before the monitor came, my first monitor experience, and you reviewed the material for, like, 20 minutes. You said that there's there's some missing information here and there. I propose to know it's just make sure it's complete before the guy comes. So it was like header information. <laughs> okay. So not very helpful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what did you do? How did you learn? Seriously from the CRA. I don't know. So, I don't want to put him on blast, but he was a really good CRA and he okay. knew because uh, I think you or, or the recruiter, I can't remember which, but one of you told him that I was fairly research naive and I don't think it was me. It might have been you because you had pre- previous experience with him. Oh, okay, okay. He sure. You know what I'm talking name? about. He shares a name with me. Yes. Okay, I know who he is. Yeah, and I, is the I same think it was one, is the same one I had. Or no, not? I don't think so. Because he yeah. helped me a lot too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, either you or the other gentleman uh, told him that uh, I would probably need a little guidance. So was it? Uh easier than you thought what did you think of clinical research like you just showed up because you needed a job you didn't like seek a career in clinical research. yeah i just completely fell into it 
You had no clue what it was, uh, right? Did you zero. study it at all before you I showed mean, up? Or I mean, um, I this was even... before my YouTube, so like there was nothing to Google on this. No, stuff. no, I knew nothing about it whatsoever. I knew what what uh, the recruiter had told me. The patient recruiter. Yeah, that's all I knew, <laughs> and he didn't tell me a whole lot. Yeah, no. So how he did you like... just? He said you just have to be very diligent and and. Uh, observant and um, detail oriented which i do have all those qualities to a degree at least so i was like okay well i should be right up my alley not a problem. was it was it harder to learn than you imagined or easier um i would say both um again i had no gauge i had no benchmark because i had no clue what it was right hmm. um what I found was the things that I thought were relatively simple initially, like in documentation, I found that really you need a lot more um, uh, detail, material, uh, explanation um, than I initially had thought. But again, thankfully the CRA was very helpful in that regard um, and guided me through that. Um, I also think he had a fairly good understanding of the relationship at the site, right? The relationship between the coordinator, myself, and the PI. So <laughs> he was very helpful in that regard. Shout out to the CRAs that actually help because, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do my story another day because this one's too good. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, CRA also helped like train me. I think we all have that oh, in wow. common. This, yeah, we do have that in common. In my case, was a male and I have a really good relationship with him still. And uh, my case was a female tough love to say the least and i don't have a good relationship with her but it, it worked it no worked. but you're, you're thankful for what what she did yes. for you I assume. yes yeah. absolutely she the intent was what mattered but uh so okay so you're learning coordinating uh you're working with a mentally ill population schizophrenic so that's a whole nother set of challenges very interesting very yeah. interesting yeah so what was your <laughs> did you actually like doing coordinating i actually did um i found it very interesting because these were all new aspects uh, for me in my life things i had just never really dealt with mentally ill never dealt with it I never mean, had any experiences like uh, again per getting into personal some personal information my my father uh, served a few tours in Vietnam so he left normal according to my mother left normal came back very mentally ill yeah um, so uh, you know I dealt with that but at a very young age so I really didn't grasp what I was dealing with mm. um, so yeah I mean I just as an adult as somebody who was cognizant of their surroundings what's going on never mm. really experienced mental illness just found it very interesting very uh even so, comedic at times. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being mean, just the things that, that they would say are just very interesting. It's an, definitely an eccentric group when you talk about bipolars and especially when they're manic schizophrenia. and schizophrenia. I mean, it's a whole another set of challenges with, with those kind mm -hmm. of uh, patient population. So uh, usually around six month mark, one year mark of being a coordinator, you start to your eyes open up and you start to see opportunities within the space because oh, absolutely because the first year you're just too busy like trying to learn everything but yep. then after that you start becoming self-aware and looking around and saying okay so what was it your took about goal? two years about two years two years about two years so what was yeah. your goal at that like two-year mark 
Uh, so what it was again just dumb luck uh as becoming a coordinator was you know um even successful people will tell you uh there is luck involved in becoming successful right absolutely i believe that um anyhow so uh the san bernardino site fell on rough times um and i thought you know uh i'd started considering being a cra uh, I received a few offers from from CRA recruiters, right? Um, where CRAs will ask coordinators if they've ever thought of being a, yeah. a CRA. So they were trying to recruit. Um, and so I started considering that. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I'd like all that travel. You know, I have young kids. Um, not just not sure how, that's something I would want to do. Um, but I wanted to make you know, more money, honestly, than being a, CR, a CRC. So um, something occurred at San Bernardino. I don't know if you want to get into that, but uh, the company was starting to fail. Um, yeah, the San Bernardino so branch Dan, started. Uh, well, it wasn't the branch. It was more the entire company. So Dan owned a number of uh, sites and fell on some difficult times because research was tough at that time. Yeah. Um, my big mistake, this will come up in my story, but my big mistake was expanding into the recession, which was naivete at best. Right. Um, so nobody does that. And we expanded instead of contracting during the recession, expanded with two new sites in San Bernardino and Norwalk, which we both still own to this day. Uh, well, just so started out. owning Norwalk again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hold on. So, hold on. Uh, it's like cryptocurrency. If you hold it long enough, it ends up yeah, being right? good. So uh, Dan had to dissolve his company, um, and this is where there will be some bleed over into our stories, but um, had to dissolve the company. So uh, proposition, Dan, will want you to keep it running and we'll become partners. Um, and that's essentially the, the long and short of it, yeah. right? What, I, what happened um, everything was from there is... so some investors came in on my end people I knew, an NP and a PA, nurse practitioner and a physician assistant. And they didn't even care about the San Bernardino site. So I told them, well, I'll take responsibility for that. We'll, we'll get rid of that. We'll dissolve it. And then we'll just focus like the investment that you put in on this site, on the Anaheim site. And the Norwalk was like so small, it didn't even matter. But San Bernardino was taking up a lot of our, uh, profits so i said I'll, I'll deal with that one i'll deal with the lease this is why i don't like personal guarantees i'll deal with everything there uh, and then i was just brainstorming this is like a very stressful period of my time i was brainstorming what can i do and then i was like well i don't know maybe i'll like ask chris if he wants to work for free and be a partner on the site and you know kind of made that call and i think you took a few days to think it over and you say yes. So then we became like partners on the site. I remember it a little differently, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you remember? What do you remember? So you had mentioned, you came out, we went out to lunch, me, you, and the other gentleman. Um, the patient and, recruiter. Yeah. And uh, told me that you're going to have to shut down the site. And I was like, okay. So well, this could be an opportunity, I thought, a few days later. Um, so I had a conversation with the main PI there and asked her if she would be interested. 
and then had a conversation with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you times are so hectic and stressful then that maybe how it uh, ended up playing out. I just, to yeah. me, it's all like bleeds in together. Sure. But sure. The you outcome had, was basically, you had, many, you had many sites that you're dealing with in the same situation. So. I was putting out like 20 fires at that time. So I was like, all right, let's get this thing go out of the way. Right. Uh, uh, so, so how come you, what you choose to uh, Chris over everybody? Because uh, there was two coordinators there. Why did I choose you? Um, well, you wound up choosing both because yeah. uh, one one of the one of the partners didn't work out, and I mentioned that other person. I said I think she would be a good fit. Let's, and you were like, yeah, I think you're right. So we talked to her. Yeah, one of the partners didn't work out. Chris brought in the other coordinator, but it was really going to be only Chris because he was generalist. I mean, all the stuff we talk about, you know, he was the more of the generalist. He knew how to do sales to recruit patients. He knew how to handle SSVs better than the other coordinator. He probably was just as good, if not better, on the coordinating side. Uh, I was doing budgets too at that time. Yeah, and budgets. So it was to me, it was like what we tell our students all the time, Monica. Like the generalists are the ones when times get tough, the generalists are the ones that keep their jobs or <laughs> get the opportunities. So that's Chris actually a perfect example of that. Um, you know, from from either was... of our versions of the story, whether it's mine or his version, which are pretty much the same thing, just a little like nuanced here and there. It's it doesn't matter. Right, who approach because, to? Right. Yeah, generalist is is basically who ended up with the outcome, with the favorable outcome, uh, in that case. And that just to put that in a in a time frame, that was early early 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012 was the most stressful year of my life, and that's saying a lot because of COVID and all that. But yeah, 2012 was like the worst year of my life. Mm. A lot of time has passed since then. You guys have really growing a business together and oh, the yeah. brand and name and everything. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Sometimes it's like, man, we can't believe it. I mean, the sites are even like starting to like turn a corner here. The one in San Bernardino, there's actually two companies there now that we both own uh, in the same building and we own the building. And then we're with Monica, we're going to open the new one in Anaheim. So yeah, I mean the sites and, but the consulting and everything, all the business opportunities, are great like every year we keep doing better than the last year so uh it's a good the chris actually the only business partner i've ever had um well no i've had other that business you can partners. stand yes you can, well i assume yes. you can stand <laughs> i can stand because i had yeah i can because when we started the site that was the first business right the the san Bernardino right. site that was 2012 around 2014 uh, Right, 2012. Go ahead, go ahead. Right. Yeah, so you were my business partner for that 2012. site. 2012. Around Started 20... early 2012. Yeah. yeah, early 2012. Around 2014, that's when things really started getting exciting because my, my YouTube channel was starting to bring in like opportunities. Like people were like, can you train us to be CRAs? And I just kept saying no, 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 no. And like after 100 people, I'm like, man. And same thing with site owners across the country watching the videos they're like hey can you help us get studies at first i'm like no 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 and then i one day i talked to chris i'm like hey man 
you know, you want to like do something with this? And I had opportunity to choose Chris or someone else who Chris and I both know. And uh, I know I've made the right choice. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no way, no way one of us would have killed the other person by now, me and that other guy. So yeah. Chris, because there was not enough complimentary, uh, you know, skill set. And then there's also more humility on the side of Chris because Chris kind of knows. I mean, I'm not probably not an easy person to partner with. Uh, I recognize that. And Chris is like humble enough to step aside and just let me like go crazy. Sometimes this other guy would never, <laughs> he, he would never have done that. But at the time I was thinking, you know, like, okay, let's weigh the pros and cons of both. I gave it some consideration. It didn't take me long to pick Chris, but I did give it some thought. I'm like, yeah, no way. I'm glad it did. Cause it worked out well. And we keep doing like new businesses and like this Latinos in clinical research. And now, Chris and I are trying to do this with you guys, Monica and Ashley and Judy, like the same kind of thing, you know, let's become partners on this uh, clinical research circle. So it just shows you the opportunities that are there, especially a small clinic. See if Chris worked at a small clinic, if he would have worked and gotten hired like at UC San Bernardino or not, there's no such thing. Let's say Loma Linda, Loma Linda, right? Let's say you became a coordinator for Loma Linda university. I doubt, I mean, who knows, but I doubt that you would have owned a site. You know, you probably would have gone CRA route or something because those places are so siloed. You don't get to explore other aspects like budgets and all that stuff you were doing. So I think, but who knows, maybe you're entrepreneur enough to where you would have done that anyways. But I, I think the advantage was working at a small site, even though there's risks to that with businesses going out of business uh there's advantages too in the sense that more opportunities open up and i think the small businesses what the small business offers is that if the business grows you grows you grow with the business well in big companies the big company grows and probably you will grow too but it's not it's not the same opportunity as it is in a small company Uh, Yeah. yeah completely agree Yet, yet, what do all the job seekers do? They seek the prestigious places to go work when they have no experience. That's the opposite of what you should be doing, in my humble opinion. Well, I think it depends on your goals, though, too. True, true. Were you always right. entrepreneur? Did you want? Did you know you wanted to open a site though one day? Um, no, I didn't know I wanted to open a site. But yes, I would say I was always an entrepreneur. I, okay. I mean, so I, you I have, have a similar story to you. You would have eventually in stumbled like, into back in grade school selling candy right at recess to kids buying two pounds of candy on the way to school to sell it to kids right okay (laughs) things of that nature you do the same kind of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah monica too yeah Yeah. we all did so eventually you would have let's say you never worked at one of my small clinics you worked at loma linda you think you would eventually like still been a entrepreneur in research do you think it's hard to say but what do you think yeah, I, I don't think I can answer that question just because sometimes you need a push if you're in a situation that's, yeah, <laughs> you need to take a risk, right? You need a push because, um, again, young kids make it difficult to take risks. Yeah. You have to consider them. True. So if there's no push, maybe not. Yeah. Necessity. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of uh, 
innovation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Chris, definitely the business partner I could stand the most from all of my previous uh, business partners. And the most? You, you love, you guys love each other. There is no way. Like a, like, a, like a marriage. There is no way. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. There's no way we could have grown our business like this fast and this quickly without Chris, because there's no way I would have done the things Chris does. Like no zero chance, zero chance I would do the things Chris does. So forever I'll grateful to Chris. Very kind, kind words. I mean, it's legit. It's sincere, man. Because there's no way I would do the things you do, but you seem to enjoy at least most of those things that I don't like, and then vice versa. So it works out well. Uh, I think we complement each other well. And now we're ready with Latinos and Clanker Research. To bring in you guys, Monica, Judy, Ashley, and go go for yeah. it all. Go for it all. <laughs> so a good good career pathway. Any questions for Chris, you guys, Monica, Ashley? Um, no, I mean it was a pretty pretty detailed story. I know you you said Chris, you don't like to talk, but yeah, Chris said this really- will be five minutes. I told you it could be five hours. Uh, you made me answer four questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm five from being boring. Your story is amazing, Chris. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a good, it's a really good story. Yeah. It really is. I, I didn't oh, know parts. Okay. I mean, I, I I knew parts of it, but not the whole thing. So it very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be entertaining. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yes, you are. You are. Plus, he has a really good sense of humor. So. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just happy to like you know know that we're all in this together. I think everybody has some really amazing. St- stories uh so far everybody surprised me so i'm expecting dan to surprise me now because i had ideas there'll be no surprises (laughs) i live in public yeah dan puts it all out there if you watch his videos you know everything there's no surprises for the most part awesome there's only the risk of uh, revisionist history with me because i've said the story so many times every now and then it like you know human memory is something that's yeah uh, it changes slightly yeah it does it's a weird thing mm-hmm. uh, it is. Life effect. it's actually good i documented <laughs> early on in my career like my bio so i could like 20 years from now look and say well that's that's closer to the truth because that's you what know, you said at the time the what source. you wrote at the time yeah but you yeah. probably remember it differently it happens yeah. all the time to me i know i know it's weird yeah um well thank you chris we appreciate you. you opening up and sharing your story because no one knows you. They just say, okay, Chris, this guy comes on Dan's podcast sometimes. He likes fantasy football, but they don't know the details. Unless you're a client or a student, then you get to know Chris. So you're like, whoa. Like a lot of our students sure. who come over, they're like, man, I didn't expect that from Chris, but he spent four hours with me explaining regulatory. Like that's the stuff Chris does. It's not really the stuff I do. Maybe I'll go like an hour. Chris goes like four hours. Chris will go four hours with the students. (laughs) So uh, there's no way I can do that. Chris has patience for that. And uh, I'm just too emotional and too manic for that kind of stuff. No, but I think something that you guys have in common is your generosity in different aspects. But both of you are very generous. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> so thank you guys for watching hopefully there's some similarities that or you can maybe see some things with chris i think the biggest lesson here is be a generalist and small is the new big 
work at a small, I think, work at a small clinic uh, if you're trying to break in. But there's, of course, pros and cons to everything. So choose carefully and get your own life coach because this is not life coaching <laughs> advice. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I'm so grateful that I, that I met you guys. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Monica. Likewise. Thank you, Monica. No, absolutely. Likewise. Likewise. There's a lot of stuff. Just like Chris does things I don't want. There's so many things you do I would never do. So then Ashley, too. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Both, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So thank you guys. Looking forward to the next Career Pathway uh, interview with Cassandra. And then we'll eventually do mine at some point. And then Carlos, we got to get Carlos on here. Oh, I thought we were yes. doing yours today, but I guess it's uh, that no, one. Monica has to go. Expected. Monica has to go. And yours was like, you, we can't yes, double book it. Actually, yeah. Thank you. I'm we leaving can't double right book it. Right. Bye, Thank Monica. You guys. Thank you, everybody. Bye, Talk guys. to y'all later. Bye bye. Hey, don't, don't, 